Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need! We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Back again, getting ready for week six of the National Football League. And it's a little strange, Mike, because usually we're recapping and taking a quick look back at what happened Thursday night. No Thursday night football for week six. That's been moved to Monday night with a doubleheader between the Chiefs and Bills. So we can focus all of our attention of what's coming up in the future. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Do I get to go back and do a 15-minute bashing of the effort put forth by the Buffalo Bills on a Tuesday night? <laughs> if you really want to, other Otherwise, it's up to you. I, the- no, I, well, we have to. We'd be remiss if we didn't at least talk about Derrick Henry and what is now a trading card shot, including autographs uh, of the superhuman strength of tossing Josh Norman like a rag doll. Uh, but kudos to the, the Titans after a very strange week and a half uh, just coming out and the excellence of execution 
All right, there's your Tuesday recap. Done. All right, that's fine. And you could give kudos to the Titans. I am not going to, considering they can't wear masks, apparently. So we'll just move on. And I think that the Buffalo Bills got screwed in all this, to be honest with you, because Tennessee couldn't handle their own biz. But, hey, whatever, moving on. I will say this. I love Thursday night football. And we've talked about this a few times before, but I just want to bring up the topic again. In our business, whether you be with Jason Smith uh, weeknights on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio, or me maybe with Doug Gottlieb during the weeks, or we do so on our Sunday shows, bringing up the topic of if you could do away with one night of football, what would it be? And I still stand by Sunday night. I think Sunday night is so extra when you already have seven hours of football on a Sunday. Now, yeah. maybe 24-, 25-year-old Dan wouldn't be saying this, <laughs> but 43-year-old Dan is saying, you know what? I'm good. I love the Thursday night taste. I'll take Monday night because it's so much a part of, of, of what we are as football fans. But I could do without Sunday night football if I had to move without one. I missed I missed some Sunday or Thursday night football uh, last night when we could have had Bills, Chiefs, didn't end up having it. But, yeah, yeah, I, I missed it for sure. That was a game I was truly looking forward to as well, right? With the Chiefs having lost to the Raiders, it's the bounce back. Did suddenly Henry Ruggs uh, crack the code on what to do with that defense? I don't know. And the Bills – Obviously, we talked about it was Tuesday night, so it can't happen. But, you know, what are they? How good are the Bills? How good is Josh Allen? Was I just starting a parade that everybody's going to abandon me and abandon on on me now after a, a lackluster effort against the Titans? Or was it a screw job? Were they looking ahead to the Chiefs? All of these questions. I'm like an episode of Soap from the 80s. Go back and Wikipedia it. It was a hell of a sitcom back in the day. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love Thursday Night Football. I had a couple of baseball games on. I had a college game that I was tracking on Twitter. Why? Because I'm a nerd. Arkansas State, which is getting up into the 50s. So we got some scoring, Dan. So if you're playing in fantasy, you know, or had a wager. I did hear there were some points. I was not veering over to take a glance. <laughs> that, that did not happen. I was busy, Mike, turning over to the Food Network and seeing all the Halloween cooking shows, which really annoys me, by the way, because – I, I'm not a Halloween fan, which would I know is going to put me on the wrong side of a lot of people. But then you take all the cooking stuff. I love the Thanksgiving and the Christmas shows. Sure, absolutely. Sure. But all the, uh, the Halloween stuff. Not, so that, not a big fan of everything having to be pumpkin, Dan. <laughs> no. I don't need Halloween Wars followed by the great pumpkin you know cake and and all these other things (laughs) it's just way too much and by the way i do think that the thanksgiving day shows get so ripped off because we have halloween shows like we have one holiday that is basically based around eating and stuffing our faces and filling our stomachs, and that's Thanksgiving. But we can only have three weeks of Thanksgiving cooking shows because we have to put Halloween cooking shows on. Just doesn't make any, and it doesn't make any sense to me. So when the Braves were taking it to the Dodgers, and I know the Dodgers threatened at some point, but when that game was kind of, I, instead of going over to the college football game, I went over to see what was happening on the cooking channels, and it was a Halloween Wars marathon. So we moved on. That's okay. It'll it'll move past that very quickly. The big question is for this year, and again, not, not to go down a, a huge highway, but 
I mean, I, if I'm going to make a huge meal, I don't know that I'm going to have enough people around the table to, to eat it to where by day six, I'm going to be done with it. Right. I mean, if I make my normal yeah. Thanksgiving spread, I'm screwed. In, in your hot plays, large turkeys, I think, would probably be a cold sore because no, I think people right. are going to be staying away from them. You're going to look for a smaller bird this time around. So when we get to the Thanksgiving, something to think about. Or you could just buy the big bird and have leftovers for two weeks. Can have yeah, that turkey as well. sandwiches for everybody. No question about it. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's focus on the football. Sorry I got us way off track here. The big news of the week outside of what happened with the uh, Tuesday night game was actually news that happened Tuesday night and then kind of wrapped up on Thursday. Le'Veon Bell released by the Jets, took him 48 hours, now found work with the Kansas City Chiefs. Reports say he was down to the Bills, Dolphins, and Chiefs for a work. Then it was down to the Dolphins and Chiefs, according to The Athletic. And now he goes to Kansas City. And people like myself, who have been touting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire all season long, now a little bit shaken by this news with Le'Veon Bell going to KC. Yeah, I, th- I think there, there's some good to come out of it is for Edwards-Hilaire, perhaps we don't have to worry about him getting burned up early. Uh, something Jason Smith and I talked to Jay Glazer about a little bit in terms of the creativity of what Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy can do. Uh, Edward Tolaire, I think you can agree, Dan, watching as much of the, the games as we do, that his patience was lacking at times, right, in terms of letting the offensive line set and do their work. That's pretty much what Le'Veon Bell has made his career on, right, of – when he was in Pittsburgh waiting that extra half second. All right, now I've got to crease and go. So perhaps there's a rejuvenation that can happen there. And you're away from Adam Gase who hated you. So that, that certainly is going to help uh, there. The other, you know, Sammy Watkins got hurt, not going to IR, but maybe bell is used a little bit as a wide receiver, you know, throw him in the slot, throw him on the outside. Sure. He's a guy that has, you know, caught 60 or more balls pretty much every year of his NFL career. So while it may not happen immediately, I think there's dividends. Edward Hilaire takes a hit short term, but I think it keeps him viable later on in the season instead of the proverbial rookie wall. Here's here's the only thing that I will say to that, and this is what concerned me. When you look at the Chiefs and where they're running the ball, really uh, Clyde was the only one that was a legitimate running threat for that mm-hmm. team he was the only one that was going to carry the football well they're coming off a loss to the Raiders where he ran the ball 10 times and we talked about it on Tuesday about them not committing to the run you had him have 25 carries in the first week against Houston where he broke out had that 138 yard game and a touchdown and he's had one game where he's had 20 carries since 16 10 and 10 were the totals of carries and the only thing that i'm bringing up on a fantasy portion of this for someone that was high on him is now you bring Le'Veon bell in and you could say that you're saving him but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty late in the season if you're battling trying to get that number one seed which now we think you know maybe teams aren't going to be punting away for the last couple of weeks because there's only going to be one bye now are you saying all right well let's put Clyde Edwards Hilaire the rookie in are you going to be like let's go with the veteran Le'Veon Bell who isn't necessarily uh, as familiar with our system but you have the rookie who you know may know just a little bit more those are the questions that I have Mm -hmm. with Kansas City I can understand you didn't you know you, you ended up needing to your backfield was was short when Damian Williams didn't return for the season but now you're sitting there 
saying, all right, let's uh, – what do you do with CEH? And that's as a CEH player, I'm like – all right, now Le'Veon Bell is going to be taking some snaps from him when I don't think Kansas City necessarily committed to him the last four weeks. Yeah, I think it comes down to as so long as we're in double-digit touches, which is I think where he's going to stay, it's just going to shift a little bit, Mm -hmm. is that we're – all right, now he's an RB2, and maybe you're salty – if you drafted him in the first round, but you know what? You're in week six. (laughs) You can't, but you're in week six. You can't worry about that anymore. Right. I mean, that that's look, it's sunk cost, man. It's an economic principle that I'll do on another, another podcast. (laughs) Uh, you, you, you paid what you paid for him. And now it's the idea of, all right, how is he best utilized? I'm I'm nervous that bell becomes the goal line guy. That certainly is something that you have to fear here. Um, he's a better, blocker when it comes to pass protections right he's a veteran and he gets it right the chips and everything else edwards hilaire and most rookie running backs that's not their forte it's going to take him some time to get there so yeah he's going to lose some snaps but i I don't lose hope because you still have that game changing speed and i i think maybe there's there that change of pace will be beneficial so don't don't give up hope here dan I know hope's a dangerous thing, but well, it, there's there'd be no point in trading him because his value is low Correct. right now, anyway. So you might as well keep uh, hold on to him. And we honestly don't know how much Le'Veon Bell can be healthy, so sure. there's going to be that question as well. And and honestly, who knows w- how it could play out? It just it wasn't a good day for those who had Clyde edwards helaire as a running back and the same would have been said for anybody who had Devin Singletary or Zach Moss with the Bills or Miles Gaskin with the Dolphins but CEH went higher than all of those other backfields so it affect ends up affecting him more but yeah it's, that's yeah go ahead well it's, it's just kind of funny the next couple of weeks uh Le'Veon Bell plays all those teams that he was going to be part of <laughs> including sure. the Jets so it, it'll be fun to watch <laughs> I'm sure he will get a few treats from Andy Reid against his former team. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Juan Gabriel, Juan Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Harold G, La Bichota. 
Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Let's get right into the numbers. The top five rankings for week six at the positions of quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. And Mike, I want five. I don't no. want eight with you know three sprinkled in. I want five quarterbacks, five running backs, and five receivers. Uh, your top five rankings for week six. I try to give, 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 and you kick me in the teeth. All right. <laughs> Kyler Murray against Dallas. They've given up 11 touchdowns. They're a train wreck. We know this. Uh, Lamar Jackson going up against Philly. Question of how hurt he is. But let's face mm-hmm. it, it's Philadelphia, 266 yards and two touchdowns allowed per game. Uh, the line keeps moving. Stafford against Jacksonville, eighth most fantasy points per game coming out of the bye week. Expecting some big things. Patrick Mahomes going up against Buffalo, 10 touchdowns allowed, just two picks thus far for the Bills. Not quite the same defense that he anticipated. And in what promises to be one of the most anticipated games of the weekend, give me Big Ben going up against Cleveland 313 passing yards and a total of 12 touchdowns allowed remember last time we were talking about Miles Garrett all of those things Big Ben and company ready for a big week it's a crazy week schedule wise as well and just to pick uh, the quarterbacks that you brought up you've got a huge storyline in Dallas on Monday night with Kyler Murray and now going up against the Cowboys with Andy Dalton. So there's a huge storyline. Chiefs-Bills could be the game of the week. 
if that's not the game of the week, it's definitely Green Bay against Tampa Bay uh, in, in that showdown on right. Fox, which, by the way, is one of two late games. There's only two afternoon games. Jets-Dolphins being the other one that is wow, going to be late. Wow, you only have one game to pay attention to in the late window (laughs) while you're on Fox Sports Radio. A lot of recap of early games and look-aheads for you. And then I think it's nine games that you've got kicking off at 1 o'clock Eastern time with, as you said, the aforementioned matchup of Brown Steelers being one of those headline games. So it's really wacky. It's Sunday Sunday night's Rams-Niners. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's yeah. Monday night gives you so much, and then you have the 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 focused game of the the Packers and Buccaneers on Fox. But yeah, it's going to be a, a weird viewing viewing uh, situation on on Sunday with all of the games early, and then just uh, just a sprinkling of the games late. Well, but you know what? You get to relax because the Seahawks are just sitting around. But for <laughs> fantasy owners, you want to talk about landmines in your roster. Week six really brings it to bear. Las Vegas, New Orleans, the Chargers, and the Seahawks because of the reconfigured schedule. Those are your four teams off this week. Yeah, the Chargers are supposed to have their bye earlier on in the season, or later on in the season. Excuse me, it was a week 10 bye instead. Now they have it week six. So it's something that owners just did not plan for, but now you just have to deal with. The other thing with the Seahawks you mentioned, they still probably will give up 21 points this week. Even though they're not (laughs) playing, it's probably going to happen with that defense. Let's get to the top five (laughs) running backs for week six in the National Football League. All right, extolled the virtues of that big play with Josh Norman. Give me Derrick Henry. I know, seventh most fantasy points uh, per game allowed by Houston. Almost 900 total yards, seven touchdowns thus far. Uh, Jonathan Taylor going up against Cincinnati. They're a middle-of-the-pack defense, giving up about 130 rushing yards per game. And let's face it, they're not letting Phillip Rivers throw the ball. I don't care who they're playing. Uh, We've got Alexander Madison. Yeah, going up against Atlanta, eighth most fantasy points uh, allowed per game right now. 700 total yards, six touchdowns. He'll see a big workload. Ezekiel Elliott against Arizona. This is one that I hang a star on because this is more a logic says this is the way it should work. But I'll have my popcorn and I'll be eagerly watching how this plays out, right? You've got those injuries to both tackles, the center position in flux a bit, the offensive line for the Cowboys. This is not the one that you'd seen built for those so many years. But with Dak Prescott out, it's like, all right, you should be able to run the ball, reestablish the run, keep the defense off. We'll see. Uh, The Cardinals thus far, five rushing touchdowns allowed, nearly 800 total yards uh, so only two on the ground, though, only two rushing touchdowns. And number five, in a bit of a uh, price shot, this is me looking at what the Bears don't do. Uh, even though they're 11th best against the run, you can get after them a little bit. So Mike Davis at home, Carolina against Chicago. Christian McCaffrey owners, you got another week, maybe two. Uh, but here's a spot. Davis has been fantastic. Here's another good spot for him. Mike Davis, a guy that I was wrong about when Christian McCaffrey got hurt. I counted him out, and he proved me to be the fool. And Mike Davis uh, probably will be coming up later on in the show. So that's what we call a tease. Uh-huh. The great thing that I've noticed about your running backs is are the names and the names that aren't there. And Alexander Madison is there for the simple fact that Dalvin Cook's not going to play for the Minnesota Vikings. The the report from The Athletic earlier in the week said 
listen, they're just going to sit him out with the groin uh, with the groin injury. So Madison's going to get the start, and then you're going to have uh, with with the likes of Alvin Kamara on by. No Josh Jacobs, as you mentioned, with those by those big names. Chris Carson's on a bye. Yeah, yeah, you're getting guys that are being moved up be- just because of the simple fact. Heck, you, you know, we, we could say maybe he'd play Clyde edwards Lair, but they don't run the ball as we just talked about. And, yeah, so there's a, there are a lot of new names because a lot of the big names are either sitting on byes or maybe are dinged up and have a bye coming up. So a, a unique uh, week six, but I like those five names that you dropped. Yeah, I think, you know, you got a couple of the usual suspects just outside, right? Aaron Jones against Tampa. Uh, they've been pretty pretty strong overall, but five total TDs allowed to running backs. Uh, and, again, coming out of their bye week, you know, should be uh, something a, a little more for deeper plays, right? How much do you trust some of these backfields? And this is a week where from the schedule – as you go through, you got a lot of games where it's like, eh, yeah, and a lot of spreads in that three to four range. Yeah, you've got a few that are large, you know, Miami versus the Jets. But how much do you love Miles Gaskin? You're certainly not pushing him to the top ten when you have the specter of Jordan Howard creeping around to potentially steal your goal line touches. Uh, or in New England, who do you trust? You might like someone as a ninja. We'll get to that in a minute. But do you trust full on in? You know, from ranking purposes, and Todd Gurley's had a nice resurgence going against Minnesota. James Robinson, on paper, it looks great, but he uh, made me look like an idiot last week. So, am I doubling down? Hell no! <laughs> Let's get to the wide receivers. Moving on from the running backs, your top five wide receivers for Week Six. Adam Thielen, number one, going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, We know the defensive woes. We'll see how much of a a new inspired Falcons team we have after Dimitrov and Dan Quinn are relieved of their duties. Good luck to Raheem Morris. Uh, Number two, Stephon Diggs going up against Kansas City. Uh, Just throw it up in his radius. He's going to find it. Uh, So especially since we're shifting to more PPR leagues, uh, that's why he gets the nod there. Devontae Adams, welcome back. Number three, going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number four, Allen Robinson going up against Carolina. Again, just throw it up. Uh, He's going to make some circus catches. He's going to leave some on the ground that leave you shaking your head, particularly me being the Chicago native that I am. Uh, But we'll leave my therapy session for another time. (laughs) And number five, Tyree Kill going up against Buffalo. Some of the usual suspects. Yeah, that that Chiefs-Buffalo game is going to be something. It's going to be a game that you're going to see on Fox, and I think you're going to see points. So I'm not necessarily surprised that uh, two of the top receivers in that game make your rankings for the top fives for week six. All right, let's get to the hot plays. Uh, Guys that may not be in the top five this week, but guys that you should get in your lineup because normally maybe they wouldn't be the hot plays for week six in the National Football League. Well, we mentioned Captain Kirk Cousins. You got him against Atlanta. You got to smoke him while you got him. 1,700 passing yards already allowed in 15 touchdowns. Here's a spot for him. Uh, we, we got Madison into our top five. So let's go to Ryan Fitzpatrick going up against Houston. We know what Houston is. Gardner Minshew against Detroit Bottom. Third, nine touchdowns already allowed. 21 fantasy points per game. David Montgomery going up against Carolina. Uh, 850 total yards and nine touchdowns allowed to running back. So an opportunity there. Uh, Terry McLaurin. 
I, I put a star on him. Uh, he's right at the back end of my R, uh, WR1s. Uh, but, you know, just the curiosity of what the Washington offense looks like this week. And then two more receivers. Uh, you and I talked about it on Tuesday. Michael Gallup seemed to mm-hmm. be the apple of Andy Dalton's eyes. So we get him in. And then Jamison Crowder, very quietly. Look, the Jets stink. But Joe Flacco is there. So you have a little bit more of a, a determined set offense as you go. Three games, three double-digit target counts, three 100-yard games, and two touchdowns very quietly. Look, it's not sexy. The Jet, that's the game nobody's paying attention to, but an opportunity here uh, for Crowder to give you some fantasy gold. Listen, they're, they're, all the points sound the same. It's kind of like a golf score where they say there's no pictures on a, on a scorecard. It's just the numbers. So if yeah. you get fantasy points from Washington or you get fantasy points from the Jets, uh, go for it. Do want to quick clear something up. You had Fitzpatrick against the Jets, right? You mentioned Houston, but I just no. want to make sure it wasn't Tannehill against Houston. No, no, no. So. Yes. No, no, no. Well, Tannehill, you're right. You're right. I had uh, double lined kind of put together. So you're right. Ryan Fitzpatrick, nine and a half point favorites against the Jets. I've mentioned that game nine times. I don't know why on the 10th I screwed it up. It's all good. But yes, Jets secondary certainly, uh, look, look, it's the Jets. I mean, what, what the hell else do we need to say? I don't know how many times I've been at the update desk and have said that the when doing baseball scores saying the Royals beat the Lions in Detroit. So it, trust me, <laughs> it happens all the time. Why I'm reporting on a Royals Tigers game in an update, completely different story, but it's happened. All right, let's get to the Might have been the only game going, Dan. <laughs> could mean, have been. Could have been. It also could have been twenty fourteen or something like that. Fair all, point. All right, let's go to the cold source, the guys you don't want to play and you don't want to touch for week six. Uh you can keep Baker Mayfield going up against Pittsburgh. Seventeen point Five fantasy points per game allowed, eight touchdowns, six interceptions, ninth best against opposing quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater going against Chicago. It's been a great story. Bears, second best against quarterbacks. Just get 12 points per game, Dan. So that is a no-fly zone. Devin Singletary talking about that Buffalo-KC matchup. The over-under is 57.5. So he's probably in as a second running back. I got a feeling we see more Zach Moss this week. Got a feeling they start to shuffle it up. Uh, Singletary averaging just 3.9 yards per carry. They need a little bit more. Got to find some balance in the force, especially if that defense isn't right and picking up where they were in 2019. Uh, Miles Sanders going up against Baltimore. We talked about him last week, right? He's a guy, he's in your lineup, but this is more the, you know, caution flag i'm up there with the yellow flag waving it saying there's problems here uh ninth best against running backs only two touchdowns allowed to running backs the baltimore ravens but as we know sanders could have a well he's like sanders uh the surname just fits right it's the old barry sanders zero two minus two (laughs) minus 74 to touchdown (laughs) oh man it it, trust me i am well aware of miles sanders Yeah, we did a lot of therapy on him last week because I think we were both in the same boat. You can't play him, can you? Uh, And then, boom, there he was. Uh, And then, finally, Juju Smith-Schuster going up against Cleveland. And another guy who you're going to want to play, look, I'm all over Big Ben. It's one of the just bang the drum on. Uh, But fewer than 50 receiving yards, three straight weeks with one touchdown. And obviously, you got Claypool. You got James Washington. Deontay Johnson probably going to be cleared. You got the work out of the backfield. 
there, there's just too many mouths to feed. And I, I'm fearful right now that Juju Smith-Schuster is just not the guy either crying enough for the ball or that he's necessarily the guy that's going to get fed. So a little bit of trepidation. I want to see those targets even out. I will say this for those people that were able to pick up Chase Claypool if he was still available in your league, even though we expect some bruising against the uh, in the game between the uh, Steelers and Browns, I almost think like in a situation when you pick up a guy, Mike, that has come off such a huge game, the likelihood that he's even going to come close in the second game is is a lot less. But the point of being of when you get a guy that you're excited to get, you may just have to play someone like that just because, heck, why would you save him for week seven? You just probably used a waiver claim or you lose a lot of your used a lot of your fab to yeah. get the guy. You don't want to just make it go for naught. So even though it could be tough, you may still have to play a guy like Chase Claypool. Yeah, I think he finds his way in as a third wide receiver. Remember, we talked about the bye. You're looking at a bunch of wide receivers that you're without in your lineups, and you're, you're trying to find a spark plug. You know, I left that 42 points on a bench uh, in a league. <laughs> Fortunately, I still walked away with a win, but you just feel like an idiot. It's like, hey, he outperformed all of my best players by 20 points. Uh, but <laughs> it's one of those, you know, rare convergences of all things right with the world but the over under that game sitting at 51 pittsburgh will score points now it's just trying to figure out which wide receivers getting fed when it rains it pours all right finally to wrap up our plays for week six again we've got imaging for our fantasy ninja fantasy ninjas all right fantasy ninjas mike who are our ninjas for week six all right, let's start. We, we talked about him already a couple times. It's Andy Dalton. And uh, when competent receivers surround him, the guy can play, right? I, I think the, the story on Andy Dalton has been a bad one. Uh, and certainly for fantasy purposes, he's had some great success for fantasy owners through the years. Uh, you look at Arizona, the 11th best against opposing quarterbacks in terms of fantasy points per game because you could run on them a bit. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, but they have given up eight touchdown passes, just one interception thus far on the year. Uh, we've kicked Matt Ryan a lot on this podcast. Today, I'm just going to try to give him a pat on the back and say, you got you got one shot for me here, buddy. You got one <laughs> shot for me because uh, – you know, Minnesota's just, just yeah. not good. Uh, ten touchdowns allowed, just three picks. Three straight weeks, Ryan has been outside the top 20 in terms of fantasy quarterbacks. He had just two good weeks to start the year, and it's been abject misery ever since. Uh, the fact that Todd Gurley suddenly woke up uh, from his touchdown and big play coma uh, has been a big deal as well. Uh, on the other side of that Dallas-Arizona game, let's go with Christian Kirk. Good target count uh, and everything you're trying to do with DeAndre Hopkins. I think you're going to have success for the other receivers. Justin Jefferson going back to the Minnesota-Atlanta game. LaVisca Chenault going up against Detroit. You've got Adrian Peterson. Yes, let's bring back an oldie but a goodie. Why? Because he carries the ball. He's got a, a definitive workload in all of this stuff. And they've got Jacksonville. That's a 54-and-a-half point over-under yeah. as well, Dan. Uh, and then we talked about uh, New England and their backfield. Damian Harris is worth a flyer in your flex, uh, but don't be surprised when Rex Burkhead or Sony Michelle or somebody who walks in out of the third row of the upper deck comes in and screws you over. But here's an opportunity against Denver. 
Those are your hot plays, cold sores, and fantasy ninja. Fantasy Ninjas for week six in the National Football League. All right, it's time for me to shine in my segment that uh, we like to call here on I Want Your Flex. Three, two, one. Give me one reason. Give me one reason. This is where I'm going to give you a reason to start a guy and a reason to bench a guy. By the way, if you ever want to chime in on these, you can always send us a tweet. On the show Twitter site, at I Want Your Flex, you can hit Mike up on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at, at Dan Byer on Fox. And you can even send him to Lee DeLap, our executive producer, at Lee DeLap. If you ever want a reason to start a guy or a sit a guy, put it on record, and we'll mention it here on the podcast. For week six, you wrapped up with Jacksonville and Detroit. That's where I'm going because I'm going to give you a reason to start Keelan Cole against the Lions. Uh, DJ Chark still banged up. Six targets last week for Cole. Did get in the end zone. Yardage numbers not necessarily uh, there for the Jacksonville wide receiver. But if there's going to be 54 points in the game, why not take an opportunity? Maybe not a big play guy, but did get the end zone earlier this season a couple of times. And if we're going to see points, so Keelan Cole is the uh, the guy this week because DJ Chark is banged up. That's my one reason to start him. Mike, your thoughts on uh, the old man Cole? I like him. Uh, You know, you've seen some athletic catches, and Minshew trusts him in in tight spaces, right? And he knows how to box out and and make big plays. The touchdown last week was a hell of a grab, and those have become the norm for him. So target count up. He and Chenault are your go-to guys. I can't wait to see what this game looks like. Uh, Detroit with a lot. I mean, look, Matt Patricia's next on the hot seat. So this one could get kind of weird uh, fast. So looking for Jacksonville to put up some points at home. All right. And the give me one reason to bench him award for week six. I made it an award today. Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The reason I say bench OBJ for a lot, I I could have a lot of different reasons, but I couldn't narrow them down to one point. So the one point I'm going to say is expect him to see a lot of Joe Hayden. And for a variety of reasons, quite possibly this could have an effect on what the Browns do. But again, I can't go into those four or five reasons, Mike, because I can only give you one. So that's why I'm saying bench OBJ for week six. I'll give you the rest of them. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh looking at Cleveland at four and one. Now's the time to release the hounds. You know you had enough defensively to take care of some of these earlier opponents. I've heard everybody going, oh, the easy schedule. They they gave up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now now the ratchet downtime happens for Mike Tomlin because he wants to squash this division thing. Because, right, we were talking about the only one by, right? It's like Highlander without the uh, decapitation. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Patients. Uh, Clancy Brown, yo, by the way. Uh, Hadley and uh, Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob. But the idea being that in a, the, I think this defense gets after Baker Mayfield. He's banged up. Odell Beckham Jr. has been dealing with a little bit of an illness. Uh, I think this is more a Jarvis Landry, maybe a hot route Austin Hooper game. Uh, yeah, Odell Beckham Jr., I'm full on, and I gave you three more reasons. So, boom. Perfect. There it is. Give me one reason for week six. If you don't want to listen to Mike, if you don't want to listen to me, you can always listen to our celebrities. Even celebrities have fantasies. Two chicks at the same time, man. Who better to set your starting lineup than the stars themselves? Hey, what's going on? It's Nick Lachey. Hi, this is Daryl Hall. And this is John Oates. This is Snoop Deagle Double G. Hi, this is Bob Eubanks from the Newlywed Game. They rack them, we rank them. It's Celebrity Selections.
Celebrity selections back for week six. And our celebrity this week, Mike Harmon, you can see her on a, the NFL Network on Good Morning Football. You can see her on NFL Game Day Kickoff. You can find her on Twitter at Colleen Wolf, the ever fabulous Colleen Wolf is our celebrity selector for week six. We reach out to celebrities. We ask them for a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver, and we tally them up in our standings. Though we didn't do it week five because we just weren't sure how the game are going to play out sure. with the different uh, matchups that we had. We didn't know if games were going to be played. We're going to move ahead with week six. Hopefully every game is played. Josephine Scriver sits on top. The SI swimsuit model, 65.5 points. Uh, great American gymnast, Alicia Sacramone Quinn in second at the tenth of a point behind, 65.4. Jeff Cesario, great com comedian, uh, comic writer, TV writer in third at 60.7 points and also known as Chet Waterhouse. And then 1999 Heisman Trophy winner and former first-round pick of the NFL, Ron Dane. Had a tough week and week four, 37.9. Let's see if Colleen can tackle those four with these picks. Her quarterback, Mike, Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Miami Dolphins going up against the New York Jets, coming off of the blowout last week. With the Jets coming in, she feels that Fitzmagic has the magical matchup. Her words, well, not mine. No, I like that. It, it's it's good. And look, we are all looking to, for that turn of phrase. Uh, you keep waiting for him to turn into a pumpkin. It won't happen this week. Uh, see, we see what I did. I brought it back. <laughs> Very good. Uh, that uh, it won't happen this week against the Jets, Williams and Parker and get sicky with it. All right. Get sick. Yes. Uh, so you, you've got three guys that are going to terrorize this secondary. As long as that offensive line holds up, uh, he'll keep winging it. I think you got probably your biggest point total out of a quarterback through our celebrities this week out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I am starting Devontae Parker as well. Maybe Preston Williams is a play uh, in addition to that for Miami. All right, let's move on to Colleen's running back. And it's someone you had in your top five. She's going Mike Davis against the Bears, playing against his former team. She thinks Teddy Bridgewater's going to have to check down a lot. So that uh, bodes well for Mike Davis, who, by the way, had the second most uh, snap or snaps in week five behind only Ezekiel Elliott, who had uh, 58. Excuse me, Alvin Kamara at 58. Zeke and Mike Davis each had 54. She's going Davis against the Bears. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him as a very good pass catcher. And I, I think going, going back to the... Second best against quarterbacks. That's where Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to make his hay. Doesn't mean he won't take a couple shots downfield, but it's going to be a healthy diet of Davis. And we've seen stretches of games where if you commit to the run, the Bears can get leaned on uh, up front. So, uh, and Matt Rule, I, I like the way they play, the attitude, the defensive mind, the grind it out. Uh, that bodes well for Davis. Uh, I'm curious to see, you know, how much they're able to accomplish. But certainly from a PPR perspective, you're looking at six six receptions at a minimum. Colleen must be uh, thinking what we're thinking when it comes to the Jaguars and Lions and points because she's diving into that game for her wide receiver. Not Keelan Cole, not on my uh, give me one reason to start. She's playing a guy who you should probably start every week. Kenny Galladay of the Lions is her start, saying Jacksonville is ripe to get burned by the long ball, and Kenny's one of the best in the business. She's going with Kenny Galladay against the Jags. Time for the Detroit to just say, all right, we're, we're Detroit, uh, and we have to push the ball downfield. We've got to use Matthew Stafford 
for what he is. Galladay with the the bye week, so an extra week of getting healthy, right? Missed time early in the season. Uh, I know that all too well from the not started lines on my fantasy squads, Dan. I went heavy in on Galladay, expecting big things as a top five receiver mm-hmm. for the year. So let's give him the big accolades here. I, I think there's points to be had, and the deep ball is there. Jacksonville susceptible to big plays all season long. Before we get into our three-point conversion to wrap things up, I do want to have a message to fantasy players out there because we're at a point in the season where maybe you only have two wins. And we told you last week, now is the time to start to do deals. Just because you're two and three now doesn't mean your season's over with. Doesn't mean you have no. to punt. Doesn't mean you have to stop paying attention. There are a lot of leagues where eight and six, seven and seven is actually going to get you into your playoffs if you're playing 14 weeks. And heck, seven and six, if you're playing a 13 week league, uh, may even get you in as well. So don't quit now don't say my season's over i'm two and three because if you win this week you're three and three and you're right in the thick of it just my psa to fantasy owners right now well and it's really a, a play on your integrity uh and your manhood or women womanhood you know be be a person of your word you committed to the league play it out if you suck you suck okay yes. but play it honestly and, and you know, keep the in- integrity of the league intact, the sanctity. So many things topsy-turvy in 2020. Don't let your fantasy league and the friendships and family connections fall apart because you didn't draft well at the running back position. Keep hustling. Get on the waiver wire. Make a deal. Just because you drafted Drake. Kenyon Drake doesn't mean your season is over <sighs> yet. Number number 27 in my rankings <laughs> oh, this week, Dan. Man. Hey, Ky- More Chase Edmonds for everybody. Yeah, and hey, Kyler Murray, how about just giving him the ball instead of keeping it uh, at some point? That would, be, <laughs> that would be nice as well. My goodness. All right, three-point conversion. I am going to allow you to go first on this, Mike. Your three points people need to take away from this podcast as they enter week six. Ben stays big. Bet on Big Ben, 51, the over-under. I think Pittsburgh handles Cleveland well. They're still banged up in the secondary, so a big point total coming from Ben Roethlisberger. Number two, red alert. It's Andy Dalton's time to shine, spreading it out. And finally, it's bye week hell. Okay, I get it. Strange bedfellows because of those four teams on the bye. Hopefully we get the rest of these games in, but we're talking to guys you claimed off the waiver wire. You had some inkling that they need. You didn't do it just defensively. You've got some of that in your strategy, but if you picked them up, don't be afraid to plug and play. We're deep enough into the season now where if you've got an underperforming back end number one or number two wide receiver, you can kick them to the curb, send them to the bench. Send a message, own your locker room, and try to play the hot hand. I don't know if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to have a hot hand when Le'Veon Bell ends up suiting up, but I don't expect Le'Veon Bell to play Monday night. I don't think that that's going to happen for the Kansas City Chiefs. I also don't think that Le'Veon Bell is the Le'Veon Bell that we remember from his great years in Pittsburgh. So, as Mike and I let off the show and talking about the signing of Bell to Kansas City. Just stand by CEH, let it play out. I am concerned, but I'm not ready to abandon ship, and I don't think that you should either. You mentioned this in one of your hot plays, and I completely agree with you. Uh, Kirk Cousins stepping up. 
you'd have to think that with the Falcons coming into town, which was part of our three-point conversion that we talked about in our last episode, when you're playing bad defenses, just play as many guys as you can against those defenses, and we know that Atlanta is one of them. Even though there's a shakeup with the head coaching, I don't think that that is going to re-energize the Falcons. I just... I. If it does, it's going to do it to their offense, and that's even better for Kirk Cousins to keep uh, throwing the football. So I'm with you on Cousins. And third, in the Battle of the Bays, which I believe I said again on our last episode, I don't think it's the only time we're going to see a Battle of the Bays this season. That's right. Tom Brady is going to get some revenge, and it's not against Aaron Rodgers. What it is, it's against the fourth down miscue. It is going up against a quarterback great, like he did earlier this season in Drew Brees, and Brees got the best of them. And they're coming off of a national TV loss out of the Buccaneers. So I expect Tom Brady to bounce back and perform well. I think Green Bay still wins the game, but I think that Brady is viable in fantasy lineups in week six. You sure you're not just trying to curry favor with our executive producer, Lee Delap there? <laughs> no, no. But I do want to stand, because I do think that the Buccaneers are going to be a really good team in weeks 14, 15, and 16. And as long as you get into the tournament, you never know what's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen in week six with Green Bay coming to town. And by the way, step up. Yeah. that game would have been like half Packer fans anyway down in Tampa. So, Oh, there's no question, no question about it. I mean, the Tampa fans would have sold those tickets uh, and paid for their year. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. An old NFC Central showdown. Remember when it used to be the Bay of Pigs? Oh, bring back the creamsicles, baby. Just for one day. Oh, next year. It's coming back next year. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. You can get our executive producer, Lee DeLap, on Twitter as well. Get him at Lee DeLap. Hey, week six should be something else. Uh, We'll be back to wrap it up for you. Uh, Well, we'll recap all of week six. We hope we'll have all the games in by then, Mike. But in this year of the NFL, you just never, ever know. Pivot, Dan and I both on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox, at Swollen Dome. We'll give you all the hot routes should something befall your fantasy lineup. Let's get some wins, boys. Talk to you next week. Good luck in week six. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan we do over three whole episodes of our podcast Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host Alex Fumero and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.